Hey guys, what's going on? It's the first Down Under podcast with Zach and Charlie. I'm Zach, a man sitting opposite me. Charlie, always giving us trouble at the start of every podcast, downing a bag a of, couple of chippies. chicken Smith's crinkle cut chips. And uh, have you finished your mouthful there, Chaz? I just did. And uh, I tell you what, they're a good price. $3.30 at Coles. Get down. Get, get a pack of chippies. Prices are down. down. Uh, the prices are down. And a nice little Snickers and vanilla Coke on this lovely Tuesday. You must be on that Tom Brady diet. Though. Yeah. I got a bit of a Seattle vibe in the studio. It's daylight savings. You look out the back. It's kind of that overcast time. I'm feeling good. Oh, it's a beautiful time. It's going to be, it's gonna be a... It's going to be a great show. Another huge week of action-packed football. More unpredictable results. We've got a lot to get to. First down, we're going to be uh, trading barbs on the two top stories of the week. Chaz, second down, we'll be going through the best games and the worst games from the champagne football to the absolute stinkers. On the third down, we're going to be going through the overachievers, the disappointments and the teams and players and coaches that are just right after five weeks of NFL action. Fourth down. We punt. We punt. We have a punt. Who would gamble on this extremely unpredictable uh, landscape? Uh, endeavor. The, I genuinely think we need to just lay the games out and be like, this is what I genuinely think will happen. And then we just put the multi against it. <laughs> just as a tester to see what happens because the, the current formula is not working. And I said to you, maybe I should just do one game a week at the conversion rate I'm going at. Um, I'll get into that a little bit later on fourth down, but something it's, is f- it, it's beyond a joke. Fundamentally <laughs> wrong with our... I had another, you know, waking up at 5.30 on Monday morning, just a little glance at the phone, just, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh pissing God. away money here. What am I doing? I don't deserve a podcast. This show's killing me. Just, oh God. just keeping right. up. Uh, for the first down, let's kick it off with some Monday night football. Yeah. First down! Charlie, huge game between the New Orleans Saints and the Washington Redskins. Uh, Drew Brees, an absolute legend, has uh, set a record number of touchdowns thrown through the air. Oh, no, he says... Was it passing yards? Passing yards, passing sorry. Yards, passing yeah. yards. He's, I don't think he's, he's got cl- the... He's close on to the to, heels uh, of Peyton Manning for the yeah. touchdowns as well. Chaz, what I wanted to ask yeah. about Drew Brees is... Is he one of the most underrated players in the history of the league? I would say he's the most underrated player in the history of the league. Yeah. Brees open. Wide open. And Smith, what a way to do it. Because of the time and the era he's playing with, with Rodgers and Manning and, and Brady, which are always the top three we always talk about, considering the last decade, probably the last 15 years, he's consistently overshadowed. And I have no idea why it is. But he but shouldn't be. That, that's the thing. And, and I agree. Like, from 2007 to 2011, it was, he was always sort of the third man behind Manning and Brady. Yeah. And then from 2011 to 2017, he's behind Brady and Rogers. Yeah. Is 2018 the year that Breeze is the guy? Because right now, he's outplaying both of them. Mm. And I think so. Absolutely. But then, but then now we're talking about Mahomes and, and Goff. Like <laughs> yeah, you like know this guy wrong. can't catch a break. Like it's new kids in town. And now we're, we're to talk about Drew Brees. I genuinely think it's because he's so steady with production. He's just going to give you the same thing every single year. And he's the most like workmanlike quarterback, just surgical. He's not sexy. He's just this standard guy. He's not. That he's no not one really. Tall. Yeah. He's, he doesn't have the Rogers like flick of the wrist arm. He doesn't have the Brady appeal. Like even Manning, he wasn't a level of a, a sex appeal, but he still had that kind of, that leadership. He was just that really good quarterback. 
We know and, Peyton Manning for his sex appeal. Yeah, we do. And then uh, you can see a three lie, but with Drew Brees, he's just been so steady every single year that we don't recognize when or we, we underappreciate how good he really is. Is he on the Mount Rushmore of quarterbacks? Well, I think it's a tough call because I think... Uh, I mean, he sets just about every record yeah. over his career. It seems bizarre that he's not, but maybe one more Super Bowl win, that changes the narrative. It gets people talking about Drew Brees over the offseason. Is yeah. that the, the, the turning think, point for him? I still think the marketability of Brees in comparison to these Brady, Rogers, Manning, I just still don't put him up there. I don't know why I don't. Yeah, that's bizarre, just, isn't it? We just disregard him. And I, I still don't think, even if you won another Super Bowl this year, I'd still have Brady, Manning, Rogers. Joe Montana. Yeah. You know, Dan Marino. You're Brett Favre. I don't have Breeze there because he's so just under the radar steady. I just I don't understand it. It's it's bizarre how 4,500 yards every year yeah. is under the radar. Yeah. But yeah. It's, well, like it's, hey, it's true, Breeze. Full credit to uh, Breeze. Yeah, Breeze. Um, hey, for Breeze. Washington, though, mate, uh, it was another poor performance. Uh, they cop the loss. Yeah, that's another day at the office for the Redskins. And helping out your Philly, who are really struggling in the NFC East. I mean, that team, that, that division really just assisting one another. Just saying, you know what? We know you're crap. We'll stick with you. Is We're it, not letting you go. We is it go. ridiculous that the Giants are uh, just one win back? Yeah. Like, there are a few games back, I get it, like one and four against two and two, but yeah. one win one behind win. Uh, first win. in the and it's an absolute disgrace. So that's a big game Thursday night. Eagles at New York. That's going to be a massive, massive game. On to my lead story while we're talking about the G-Men, the one and four New York football giants. During the week, uh, prior to the game against Carolina, OBJ, star wide receiver, Odell Beckham Jr. had a tell-all interview uh, with ESPN's Josina Anderson with Lil Wayne beside him. <laughs> Always uh, flanked by Lil Wayne. A key member of his entourage. And a kind of tell-all interview about his struggles and his perception of the first quarter of the Giants' season. And, you know, as we discussed pre-show, it's not something you can address in the locker room. It's something you go to ESPN to, to really, really feel like you can you know, resolve a lot of offensive issues. What is holding you back? I just haven't been in a situation... I haven't been in the place where I feel like I can really go out and do everything that I'm capable of doing. It, I don't get 20 targets like some other receivers. You so know? is it the offense? Is it the scheme? When you talk about I you're not so. putting a Everything situation? at the moment. It's just everything. It's just everything. And, and not to say that it's not going to work, but at the moment... Uh, I feel like I work entirely way too hard. It's a bizarre interview, right? It seems yeah. like something you would do in 10 years' time upon reflection. Yeah. Not quarter mark of the season. It's kind of, you've got the vibe that he's throwing his team under the bus and yeah. that he, he's just not getting the respect he deserves despite signing a $90 million contract yes, in the offseason. Exactly. So we all thought that that big contract was him and Eli. Okay, we're moving on to the next chapter. We, 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 we can make this work. And OBJ, when asked about the play of Eli, the Giants quarterback, he said, He's not going to get out the pocket. He's not. We, no. we know Eli's not running. Mm -mm. But is it a matter of time issue? Can, can he still throw it? Yeah. And it's been, you know, cool catching a shallow and trying to take it to the house. But I'm, you know, I want to I wanna go over the top of somebody. And he said that routinely throughout the interview that, you know, he feels like he's not reaching anywhere near his potential. Now, catch 22 in all this is he's not wrong. And no, not at all. someone needs to call out Eli Manning's play, which has been, as we've discussed on this podcast, as everyone loves to pile on, 
He's just not a good quarterback. Yeah. And you've got to wonder, would they be a better team with a different quarterback? Is it just an extension of poor offensive line mm. play? Because the New York Giants you know, front office have done yeah. everything to facilitate great wide receivers, Sterling yeah. Shepard, OBJ. They've got an extremely good running back in Saquon Barkley. Their, their offensive line isn't great, but they paid top dollar to get a decent left tackle. They've invested some yeah. really high draft picks in over the last five years. Whether they've worked out or not is another story, mm. but... I don't know, Chaz. I think it's time for Eli to hit the road. I don't know, you're not wrong. Since 2011, when they won that Super Bowl run, I, I think Eli Manning being a, a rubbish quarterback is is a pretty consistent narrative. It's not like he's had many big seasons since then. And for some reason, we just we keep this guy just keeps hanging around. I don't get it. He's like the ex-girlfriend who just can't take a hint. I got an idea. Straight swap. Geno Smith. Bortles from Manning. <laughs> Would you make that trade if you're the Absolutely Giants? Absolutely not. Really? Absolutely not. If you're if you're the Jags, I, I, you would. I to this day I still know at least what I'm going to get with Eli. <laughs> at least I know he's going to be shit. But what like, do you mean? Blake Bortles. See, Bortles could have a good game now and again. Yeah, he threw four picks against the Chiefs on Sunday and just reminded everyone of how crap he is. So yeah, I think that right. I think, like you said, that yeah, they should have gone for someone in the draft. I'm just thinking, Tom As Coughlin, Eli's old coaches down in uh, in Jacksonville, wow. maybe straight swap. His face freezing off at Lambo. That's all I think of when I think of Tom Coughlin. Um, but look. You know, as you said, OBJ, was it, is he, is he correct? 100% he's, he's spot on. Couldn't have been more accurate about the Giants offense. His short garbage passes, nothing's happening. They're one and four. And OBJ, he is, he is correct. Did he need to go to ESPN for a tell-all interview? I'm not so sure. I think it pretty much sums up where the Giants are at right now, one and four. They just add another garbage storyline to their narrative. Yeah, the drama. they're just imploding completely. Fortunately for the Steelers, I think the spotlight is off them for at least a week now. It's on the Giants. Yeah. OBJ, after this rant, he was targeted 14 times. So not the 20 that he was looking for, but yeah. he caught eight of them, 131 yards and a touchdown. Um, pretty big day for the big fella. Before we get too bogged down in the stats, mate, I think yeah. we should kick off the second down. All right, it's time for the second down, Charlie. We are talking all the games of Week 5. A lot of ups and downs for a lot of different teams. We'll kick it off, as always, with the champagne football and continue talking about these Giants who went down to the Carolina Panthers. Chaz, you were given the privilege of covering this Ripper game. Tell us, what were your takeaways? Yes, I had the privilege of actually allocating the games this week, and I thought this one penciled in for an absolute champagne Moe Shandan job. Moe Shandon job. Knows his ship. I have worked about. And uh, the Carolina Panthers got the win 33 to 31 down in Carolina. What many labeled as a snooze fest, but it was a cracker. Well, who nailed it as a snooze fest? Well, a lot, of, a lot of commentators throughout the week said this wouldn't be that great. Oh, I think because the Giants right. are 1 and 3, you know, they're visiting Carolina. Carolina's doing pretty well. I think they're going under the radar a bit, actually. And they had a big win over the Bengals. Um, the week prior. But uh, there was one particular play I saw in the highlights. Just let me set the scene. So the Giants are down 7-3. to three. So if you're a Giants fan, you're pretty excited. Yeah, you're thinking <laughs> we're, we're keeping pace. We're just, you know, possession by possession. Yeah, if we can stay within 4 or 7, we'll be okay. So OBJ is waiting for the punt. He's backed up to like the 10-yard line. He doesn't catch it, right? So he lets it bounce. He's like, this one's going to go for a touchback. It's going to go to the back of the end zone. He then goes to block a Panthers player who's going to obviously try and get the punt, catch it within the 10-yard line, and put New York back. Mm -hmm. He goes to actually block a Panthers player. It comes off his foot. 
bounces back into the field of play. Another Giants player tries to pick it up. In the process of he deflects it, the Giants player tries to pick it up. In the process of picking it up, another Giants player comes in and kicks it out of his grasp. What? Fumbles it into the end zone, and the Panthers fall on it for a Panthers touchdown. Nine yards longer than any other return by a Giant on a punt return this season. Ball is loose, bouncing into the end zone, and it's a Panthers touchdown. It's a touchdown. It was a touchdown. Of course, I was thinking, oh, is it a safety? 14 to 3, Panthers. It was one of the funniest players I've ever seen because every player was going, he's like, no, 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 no. And it just comes off this guy's foot into the Panthers. And you're you're telling me it came off OBJ's foot. It came off OBJ's foot initially. So all this smack talk about OBJ. Yeah, exactly. You can't even feel punts. Come on, mate. It's like, Jesus. I mean, but to you got to watch it. You gotta, it's hilarious. It sums up this season. To his credit, I did see the touchdown pass he threw to Saquon Barkley. That was nice. I mean, it makes you think, is OBJ the best receiver and, and quarterback? quarterback? Yeah, I, 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 I actually do believe that. They might, might be trying him out this week. Who knows? Um, that was a gorgeous play to Saquon. I, you look at that and you think the Giants have some nice pieces offensively. Yeah. Like they got a bit of young talent. If you just put a semi decent quarterback in here, you could be an eight and eight, nine and seven. Here's what I want to ask you about know? Saquon Barkley. And we know he's great and we've been talking about him a lot. Yeah. He's pretty good. He's outstanding in the passing game. But great thighs. But as a runner, yeah. Fifteen carries, forty eight yards. One of those was a thirty yard gain. So yeah. I'm just wondering, are they a little underwhelmed with his rushing attack? I think like, so. I that, think that's was been a, a pretty consistent theme. He can catch yeah. the ball out of the backfield, but his running isn't great. Is, yeah. that a, is that the offensive line, did you find, Charlie, or is that more of a reflection on the big fella? A little bit of the offensive line, but he actually is a really chunky monkey. If he actually gets caught up straight away, he can't really burst out of the scrimmage. I feel like he's not one of those, like he's not your, obviously your Mark Ingram type player who's still a ball of a guy, mm. but he can really burst out when he gets at it, when he gets the seam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like a modern, uh, well, not modern, but like he's similar to what Doug Martin was back in yeah. the day where he was that muscle hamster. That yeah, guy exactly. That can, a little he's, nugget. He's a nugget, he but he can run. around the field. Yeah. He's, you think, how the hell is he going that quick? But yeah, Saquon, he's not, from what I saw in the highlights, he didn't seem to be getting any kind of, um, any kind of holes to this Giants offensive line. And that kind of really shows when, the, you know, with the Giants offensive line just wrapping Eli up throughout most of the day. But it was uh, it was just a crushing Graham Gano 63-yarder to ice this game. 63 yards. 63 yards. That is unbelievable. That is as far a kick as you will see. And, Chaz, that, yeah. if you're keeping track, that is the second plus 60-yard field goal that has defeated the Giants over the last year. The Eagles did it in week one oh, last year. Bring it year. back Remember to Philly. That? Yeah, bring it back Remember to Philly. That? Yeah. yeah, but I'm just saying, if you're a Giants fan, you're like, how many times are we going to get beaten? Yeah, Jake Elliott. That was Jake Elliott. Most difficult kick you can possibly make in a year yeah. where kickers can't even chip shot it through the uprights. Yeah. Oh, Graham Gano. I mean, you know, we give a lot of love to Justin Tucker, but this yeah. guy, he's a close number two, surely. He stepped up. You watch some of the players at the end of this game, though. Ron Rivera made some shocking calls, and what I I think I think Graham Gano really uh really saved his bacon this week. The Panthers are now three and one, man. They're they for me they're a definite wild card NFC team. Oh, they're, a, they're off to a great start. Hey, yeah. they, why wouldn't they contend for king of the NFC South? I, I, mean, I think the Saints after today, I think they're too strong. Okay, I think they're okay. I think I think Breeze is still cooking. It's going to be competitive. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be a competitive finish, and I think they'll be the top two. I can't see Atlanta coming back from one and four. I was going to say, at least they don't have to meddle with those pesky, dirty birds from exactly. the south. Exactly. Uh, Moving on to our next champagne football skipper. What do you got? 
Uh, well, this one's actually on you again, Shaz. I was hey. not gifted any champagne <laughs> games. What? Which is outrageous considering <laughs> you're the one who allocated the games this week. But, Chaz, I want you to tell us about these Seahawks who oh. put up a pretty decent fight against the now 5-0 and Rams. They did. They did. They are uh, really surprising result coming out of this one. Um, just considering Seattle's poor form on offense. And uh, I've been very skeptical about Seattle so far this year, but... Danger Russ, he threw three touchdowns and no picks. He was uh, he was looking pretty good. Tyler Lockett had almost 100 yards receiving. Um, obviously, with Doug Baldwin, uh, Doug Baldwin was actually playing. He had one reception, one yard. He may, may as well not have been playing. But if you look <laughs> at this Seattle receiving cast, you've got Tyler Lockett, Nick Vanette, and David Moore. So yeah. you obviously not your who's, household who's names. Who's who of yeah, uh, who's catching who. football? Exactly right. And uh, you know, but Chris Carson, he had a big day, 116 yards off 19 carries. But it was the Rams again, just finding a way to get a win. And uh, Jared Goff had that big third down convert, a big fourth down conversion actually to ice the game. Oh, this is a bold call by Sean McVay trying to keep his Rams undefeated on the year. Expect a quarterback sneak, Sam. And there's the sneak, and he's got it. That big body of Jared Goff, six foot four. 222 pushing his way forward. The Rams have a first down, and the Seahawks are out of timeouts. Oh, that's the game. And watch Jared Goff put just a little bit extra and excited coming out of there. He wasn't too flash. He threw two picks and only one touchdown. Surprising seeing how much this offense has generated in the past four weeks. And uh, it was, you know, it was obviously it was a close win for the Rams. They did what they had to do in Seattle, a hostile environment, but. Uh, they're still undefeated. Yeah, tough one for the Rams because they lost their top two receivers. Cooper Cup goes down with an injury. Mm. Brandon Cook's out with a concussion. Um, I just felt like this is the kind of game you win to prove that you're the real effing deal and you are the best team in the league. You find yeah. a way to win. That's what the LA Rams did against the Seahawks. Division rival. Huge game. Comes down to the wire. Seattle's got a lot of problems, Jazz, but as you said, Russell Wilson is not one of them. I love seeing him run down the sideline again blocking for the running attack. That's like, is there anything what this more guy can can't... Yeah, exactly. Seriously. He's a lead blocker. Yeah. He's a quarterback. And I got to say, I mean, he might be sneaking back into the top five quarterbacks of the league because he is the only thing that's mm. really keeping this team alive. The ground game was looking good. I yeah. think that's how they continue to win games in the future yeah. because it gives their defense a bit of rest too. Yeah. I, I think that might be the difference for them. Well, especially when their defense is completely stripped of all secondary options when you look when you look at their defense. Uh they've still got Bobby Wagner and those key guys in there, but uh KJ Wright. KJ Wright as well. Um yeah, but the Rams, yeah, I, I agree. They 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 really solidified their position as the number one team in the NFC. Got the job done. It was nice to see a win like this for the Rams, I think. I think most people would have perceived the first four weeks as just the, the greatest show on turf, offensive showing. It was nice to see them grind out a win. And Jared Goff have that kind of maturity late in the fourth quarter. Nitty gritty got the win uh, so, Chaz, let's kick it on to the Yenna Goods. These are the games that'll get you there. You know, they're fine. They're good. You know, you're not going to rush le- to leave brunch to catch these kind of games. You get, Absolutely. You get, you're not going to be rushing for the check. Bruce, I yeah. see what you did there. Yeah. Very, yeah. Very Might good. order a second coffee. Yeah. yeah. Feeling, get a takeaway. Get a takeaway, yeah. You know, kind of finish it while you watch the rest of this game. Yeah. So, let's start with your Green Bay Packers uh, visiting the Lions, going down 31-23. Packers sitting at 2-2-1, two, two and one. Lions 2-3 and three in a it's NFC North surprisingly competitive <laughs> NFC North across the board. Um, <laughs> really giving the NFC East a run for uh, <laughs> one of the worst divisions in football. 
Chaz, your kicker, Mason Crosby, he did not have a good day, did he? Yeah, uncharacteristic for Mace. Um, I, I really have him in that upper echelon with, with Justin Tucker. It's kind of your, your guarantee. It's your house money. Mason Crosby, every time he rocks up to kick a football, Within kind of a 55, 56-yard range, I'm thinking this is done. Yeah, this, yeah, this, this is, is a lot. Uh, yeah. Put the three up on the board now. Yeah, put the house on it, but he uh, just had an absolute stinker. Well, in a year defined by terrible kicking, Jazz, he might have had one of the worst performances. I'm thinking top three, possibly taking out number one. Um, oh, at least he didn't, ta- he didn't lose the game after the siren, but he may as well have because he left 13 points on the board, he missed four field goals and I was an about extra to say point. Four field goals, you're nuffy, but that's good. Extra point as well. That's yeah. nice. Come yeah. on, mate. Yeah, no, I do, I do, you do worry sometimes. I, I do my research. Yeah. Good snap. Good hold. And hooked it left. Crosby normally as dependable as any kicker in the NFL. Forty-two yard field goal try is no good again by Crosby. Holy mackerel, can you believe it? Everything that could go wrong has gone wrong. 48-yard field goal. Oh, my goodness. Mason Crosby is 0 for 3 in this game. Pushes it, slices it right. The last kicker to miss four field goals in a game. Dan Carpenter of Miami all the way back in 2010 against Buffalo. Uh, he's never missed more than two field goals in a game. He's been Green Bay's kicker since 2007. Excellent one at that. But you've got to lament this loss, Chaz. If you're going to be competitive, you've got to be able to beat the Detroit Lions. They, on the other Pes- hand, pesky unit. were looking pretty good. Kenny Golladay is an absolute animal. Gafford floats it up there, and the reception made by Golladay. Down the sideline, a skip on, caught from behind at the five. I mean, Rogers did what he could, mate. He had three touchdowns, uh, 442 yards, and Stafford did not pad the stats. Uh, he had 183 and two touchdowns. And I think I heard that they, uh, the Packers might have gained 200 or so more yards than the Lions, but still could yeah. not get the Chockeys. Yeah. What's going yeah. on with your boys, mate? Um, Cheeseheads. I think this was a. I think this was a classic divisional matchup where the, where the home team gets up, and the Lions, no matter how bad they're going, they always seem to get up for us. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I mean, you can't blame Mace. We were down 24 to zip at the start of the second half, like just completely not rocking up. We had no we had no receiving core, as we said in the show last week. I right? mean, can I quickly blame Mace for you being down? 24 to zip because he didn't score any of his field goals. When did he have the field goals? Were they, were they kind of... Um, well, they weren't all in the fourth quarter, I can tell you that. Yeah. Well, you know, even so, you should be putting the ball in the end zone. Don't make Mace kick it through. Yeah. You know, that, that, that's, that comes down to the offense. As we, as, as we said last week, though, the Packers receiving court, without without Devontae, without Randall Cobb, without, say, say Geronimo, I mean, we're always gonna. It was always gonna be a tough game. You know, Rogers still played well. He he, he threw. He had some good stats. He actually did have Devontae Adams. He he got nine receptions for 140 yards. Oh and a well, touchdown. it was good to see Devontae out there. <laughs> um, there must have had some sort of offensive <laughs> chemistry. Yeah, he must have um, missed him there, mate. But even so, yeah, you got to put in the end zone. And, um, <laughs> and look, I I was frustrated because obviously my old man is is a mad Lions, and you know he said I've been I've been paying him out the first four weeks, and that's that's pretty spot on. Come um, up, really uh, two and three Lions sitting pretty in a in again a hyper competitive NFC North. Yeah, exactly. It's really it's anyone's. It is anyone's. The Lions and, are uh, as competitive as the Vikings at this point, right? They're two, and two and one. The thing about Detroit is they can actually rock up 
any kind of week. Like, no matter how bad they're going, they could they could beat a really good team. Like Black Bortles, you don't yeah. really know you, what you're You getting. have no idea what you're going to get. And what? it's incredible. I mean, the Vikes, I think the Vikes are now, what, two and three? Two, two and one. Two, two and one as well. Like so the Pack. The Vikes are tied with the Packers at two, two and one with the same record as the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. That Let, just shows the quality of the NFC North. But Let the, that sink yeah, in. Yeah, I know. So it was it was it was a it was a devastating loss, obviously. But uh, you know, it's too early in the season for me. And the fact that Rogers is simply playing without an injury says, you know, that says wild card for me. He he did look a lot better today in terms of his uh, mm. well, you know, yesterday, whatever. Yeah. His his movement. Um because yeah. we were kind of worried that it was gonna be a lingering knee injury that mm. really held him back every game of the year. Yeah. That's maybe the one silver lining of this game. And uh you, you you'd like to think that if this game was played again, Mason Crosby hits those kicks, the yeah. Green Bay Packers get the yeah, W. I'm not, I'm so you know, they, they they reset, they they get ready for next week. Chaz, let's move along to the next game, and it is the Jacksonville Jaguars traveling to Kansas City, Arrowhead Stadium, home of the Chiefs. They're 5-0, baby, and they are looking good. They did it in a different way this game because Patrick Mahomes threw a total of zero touchdowns, two picks. Still passed this test thanks to Bortles' efforts. He definitely kept the ja- uh, sorry, the Chiefs in the game with four picks. Chiefs D finally uh, stepping up to the plate. Um, Chaz, my favorite part of this game was uh, uh, Jalen Ramsey, yeah. premier cornerback yeah. in the NFL, maybe the best. He was talking some smack, as absolute, he always does. Absolute A-grade smack throughout the week. Against our boy Tyreek Hill, who yeah. is an absolute beast, but he was calling him a return specialist. He may all pro as a return specialist. Let's get that right. As a return specialist. Uh, two years, I, I made all pro in my position as a corner. Um, so it's not a wide receiver versus corner matchup. Yeah, which is just straight up. That's just straight up. That's, disre- that's disrespectful. Disrespectful. Disrespectful to call one of the game's premier return specialists and receiver um, in that light. I'd say he's and a premier receiver. He's going to be he like is. a top five receiver at the moment. Absolutely. Right? You put him on a slant, you cancel Christmas. It's as simple as that. He's taken okay? it to the house. He's taken it to the house. With a Patrick Mahomes fastball, it is game over. Well, and I love seeing that 36-yard completion Oh, he, to Tyreek Hill. That made me so happy. Burned. Yeah. Burned Jalen Ramsey. It was yep. sweet. Second and seven. And down the field. He's got Hill. He got to step on Ramsey that time. I mean, I still love Jalen Ramsey, don't get me wrong, yeah. but uh, when you're going after one of our boys. Yeah, you, you don't do that. And uh, the funny thing about the Jags is they have all this swag on defense and they talk so much crap, but when you've got Blake Bortles, you're going to shoot yourself in the foot every week. There's not much you can do. Yeah. Uh, obviously, the Chiefs had a uh, defensive touchdown, so they only put up 23 points on offense. That's the lowest so far in the year for oh, them. That's so bad. Which is, a, you know, that's like Dallas's highest. A credit to the Jags. Yeah, that's a great point. <laughs> That's a huge day for Actually, Dallas. Actually, yeah. They're Dallas 26. They're 26. They're 26. Against Detroit, so the Clapper would be happy with that. Yeah, he'd really be, he'd yeah. be absolutely chuffed. We'll rip into them later. <laughs> Mate, the Chiefs are set for a huge clash against the Pats next week. Ooh, Pats will be yes. coming off a long break after Thursday night football. Yes. The winner of that game looks to be the favorite coming out of the AFC because these Patriots have regained their mojo. Yep. You think about who the Chiefs have knocked off, the Chargers, Jags, Steelers... If they knock off the Pats, is that just about anyone who's competitive in the AFC? Yep. 
and they've got to be. If there. They beat New England in New England. You can write off the AFC. Thing. I mean, I mean, six and zero. Oh, you got to be feeling pretty good about yourself. Yeah. That is the marquee matchup for next week. But I knowing can't wait. knowing New England, they'll they'll win. They win like thirty four to twenty or something. Yeah. And everyone will be like, Bill Belichick, what a masterful performance. If it was December, yes, but Andy Reid loves. The first half he of does. the season. He does. Especially up against the Patriots. So, uh, and we said week one last year when they played them in that home opener yeah. uh, with the Pats, we Killed said, them. mate, this is absolute. I think we, I don't know if we bet on it, but I was so confident that the Patriots would win. And Kareem Hunt just had an absolute day out. Field and, day. Alex yeah. Smith looked like the MVP. Exactly. So, you know, if the Chiefs win this game, for me, this is pretty much the AFC Championship. Um, so if the Chiefs can win this one, it's pretty much, you can cancel the AFC for me. Before we move on, where do the Jags sit in all of this? Mm. Are they, I mean, clearly a second-tier team in the mm. AFC, but what have they got to do to turn around their fortunes? They're three and yeah. two. You know, you'd like to get a, a couple more wins before mid-season. Yeah, I think with the Jags, they're one of those teams that, you know, when they have a big game against a good opponent, they'll, they'll, they won't, they'll play okay, but they won't get the job done. And then they'll just win enough games throughout the year to put themselves in a position to play probably a wild card. Or, or host a divisional game. Because in that AFC South, I can't see the Titans winning that division after they lost to the Buffalo this week. Yeah. For I, me, that pretty much pencil the Titans in as a wild card, if they're going to make wild card. So I think the Jags are just one of those teams that just gets by and just beats these crap teams. And they'll lose to the good teams, don't get me wrong. But you go through their schedule and you're like, Jesus Christ. Like, you look at week six, they got, they're got they at Dallas. Now, oh. for me, that <laughs> that's a bit of a toss-up because... At Dallas as well, considering where the Cowboys are at after that crushing loss to the Texans. It's such a you know, waste. You just don't know. It's such a waste of two elite cover corners to have oh. to cover the Dallas wide receivers. <laughs> what are they even doing? Jalen Rams is shutting down one half of the field. Like He wouldn't even need to be there to, for that to happen. They're going to feed Zeke again? Yeah. It's just like, yeah. I yeah, mean, who no. are they covering? Who are they covering for Dallas? Is it Cole Beasley? Oh, Tavon Austin. Are you kidding me? Don't, don't let him break free. Yeah, Tavon, yeah. For, don't let him on a deep ball. Tavon Austin. Yeah, Tavon. Yeah, 100%. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I think, I back to your question, I think the Jags um, will win the AFC South, not convincingly by any stretch of the imagination, and then they'll probably bow out in the playoffs. Bit of a 10 and 6 smell yeah, about them at this stage. Smell, and then Blake will just bomb it. Um, moving on to our next, yeah, nah, nah, good. I reckon this is almost champagne football. The Baltimore Ravens at the Cleveland Browns. It is great to see. Shake a bank. <laughs> With a huge win. What a game. Mayfield end zone. Caught. Touchdown. Rashard Higgins. What a two-minute drive by the Browns. And they take the lead. I rewatched his Oklahoma Sooners dancing video. Have you seen it? Oh, I haven't seen it. It's good. Oh, it's just like 30 of his college mates around and dancing for like half a minute. It's the best thing ever. He's the biggest boss, Baker Mayfield. I'm all on board. This is one of the most exciting teams in pro football, the Cleveland Browns. Oh, they make you lean they, forward in your chair. Yeah. And they're not even playing particularly amazing football, no, but they are compelling. Absolutely compelling. And this was an absolute, just a defensive showing. And you kind of wonder, you know, this was pretty much back to the Baltimore Ravens ways of, yeah, they play a few good games. Everyone gets hyped up about them. Then they go back to being, you know, pretty a pretty mediocre team. They go on the road. They don't show up. Um, Cleveland do just about enough in overtime. It seemed like the Ravens were keeping Cleveland in this game. Their red zone offense really struggled at some patches. And uh, 
And Joe Flacco, you mean like? All right, all right. I, I don't know how he can do this for four weeks and then just not rock up to Cleveland. Okay, it doesn't Chaz, make any sense. Like they, you, they you lost nine them. to twelve. Yeah. right? You, you, you're giving all He's this praise to Baker on. Mayfield, who did not throw a touchdown. Yeah, you, but no you, one expects you, him to win. You're killing Joe Flacco. Yeah, right? the because, same game. Because Joe Flacco, everyone talks about Joe Flacco being a pretty decent quarterback, and he can't even get the job. Done everyone, in it's me. It's just me. I'm just yeah. saying. He he makes things happen. Look, they had a bad game this week. Crabtree uh, lost the oh ball. Denzel Ward all over the field. That's the uh, number four pick in the draft. Three Man picks. on fire, Denzel Ward. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he picked off Flacco near the goal line, prevented a touchdown in the second quarter. Baltimore's defense yeah. played well enough to win. You only give up 12 points. You think you're going to win a football game, but there's a lot of uneven play. A lot of uneven play on offense, as you said. Really limited Baltimore, and I reckon that's their ceiling. Yeah. If Joe Flacco's playing well, they're going to keep winning games and win them convincingly because mm. the defense is pretty good. Yeah, it's a pity he doesn't do enough, Flacco. And that's, okay, why, that's why they haven't won a Super Bowl since 2012. 3-2. <laughs> uh, yeah, when was Aaron Rodgers last Super Bowl, Uh Three and 3-2. And we'll go on to Texans-Dallas a bit later. I think <laughs> uh, my, my Texans are now two wins uh, to your Baltimore three. So I think you wrote off the Texans pretty early on, and now they are coming in hot. So we're gonna we're gonna keep an eye on the AFC matchup because I'm pretty pretty confident in my Texans. <laughs> Feeling pretty good. This was a huge AFC North matchup, Chaz. They got me wondering: Is the AFC North potentially Unusual. the best division in football? It's it's a great question you ask. I know uh, it's I, early. Yeah, I, I think I substitute the word for best for most intriguing. Okay, I okay. think. Uh, I think team. If you do a team by team analysis, I think yeah they're they're all around the same kind of mark. I don't have them uh, similar. If I'm going to have a, a better division than that, I just can't um, name one. I mean, yeah, you kind of look at the NFC South. Yeah, potentially maybe, if the because, Falcons can somehow yeah, get a win, Falcons, but I still Pittsburgh think the Falcons the, are okay. And Pittsburgh are uh, what at the bottom of the division still? Yeah, you got the four and one Bengals, three and two Ravens, two and two Browns. Mm. Two, two, and one Browns, two, two, and one Steelers. Mm. I'm just saying there, yeah, there are no easy matchups yeah. in this division anymore. Now that the Browns have got a bit of bit of gusto about them and the Bengals are playing out of their minds. Yeah. Uh, I think if we're yeah, defining best, probably the most consistent teams across top the to board. Because I'm kind of thinking you, you kind of premier one or two teams in your, in your Saints and Panthers, but it really drops off after that with the Falcons and the Bucks. And, and Fitzmagic stopping about three weeks ago. So... I think the most consistent team, you probably have to say the AFC North because, um, you know, you look at the AFC East, that's not getting it done. Both of our divisions suck absolute balls. Oh, that's so, terrible. Yeah, probably, it probably is the most, the best division in pro football. Yeah. Oh, hey, credit yeah. to the uh, NFC North and these, the, uh, and these Browns. Big win. Yeah. Second Huge win. win. Huge weird, win. Weird moment at the end of the game, just quickly. Did you see Hugh Jackson? Is he crying? It's overtime. There's two seconds left. They kick the winning field goal. Hugh Jackson throws up a two sign. Oh no! Now either he doesn't understand that. Go for two. No, you. <laughs> two, two, goal line two. two. No, you can't go for two. Either he's trying to say there's two seconds left, which there wasn't, or we've got two wins. So he's throwing up the fingers like he's going to be doing the two wins. Two and two, baby. Going to be the two wins. Two, two and one. Imagine the Browns fans. God, they want to get an absolute hammer. Did you see the field goal? The game-winning field goal. The actual kick. Yeah, just like, just like skimmed in. Yeah, it was the most Browns game-winning field goal. Ever. You would have thought it was deflected. I think the commentator said it actually wasn't deflected. It just went through, and it literally just sailed. It was the one of the worst field goals I've ever seen in my life. It was unbelievable. Yeah. I wonder if they're going to cut him. No, they can't cut him. 
He's a hero. He's a town hero. They'll put it, they'll they'll replace LeBron's thing with with him. Dude, I could drop drop punt a kick better oh, yeah. than that. Yeah, fact. Kicker, what's his name? Joseph. Ah, Joseph. Some man. What I know what is it's man. not um, old Gonzalez anymore. I tell you yeah. that. Hey, moving on. Vikings traveled to the Philadelphia Eagles, Woo-hoo! the home of the reigning defending Super Bowl champions. Skull. And got Skull. the win. Yeah, <laughs> they got the win. Skull. The Vikings 2 2 and 1, uh, 23 defeated the Eagles now 2 and 3, 21. 2 and 3. That's worse than 2 2 and 1. That is so technically. That Philly are technically worse than Green Bay, worse than Cleveland. <laughs> Did not think about that. Don't make me think about that, Chaz. <laughs> Kirk Cousins, uh, he's looking good. I'm <laughs> still not a fan of him, maybe because he played for Washington um, yeah, for all off. those years. I've gone off him as well. But, uh, man, he carved us up. He completed 30 or 37 for 301 yards and a touchdown. Adam Thielen is an animal. Continuing to defy logic, being a really quick white receiver. He's just good at running routes. Oh, he, just yeah. know, he just knows his stuff. And the yellow, the yellow gloves. Like, you've got to be a good player to wear yellow gloves. Yeah, that, that, that's, that's a, just like asking. That, that's a bold move. Yeah. Um, Eagles defense, uh, I mean, Garbage. yeah, look, not the same as last year. I think it comes down to the trenches, Chaz. What, yeah, what is it? Because they haven't really lost. They've actually added Michael Bennett. So what is the issue? Well, th- th- there's a few things. Uh, obviously, last year we struggled against the pass. This year mm. it's even more so. Mm. Our cornerbacks, Jalen Mills, Sidney Jones, they were just having a rough time back mm. there. And I, I really can't I really can't put it down to one thing. Um, I think we're not playing with the same swagger on both sides of the ball. Is there a Super Bowl hangover, if that's what you want to call it? Maybe. Yep. It just feels like the offensive line isn't as strong either. We were kind of bullying people yep. and running the football really effectively. The play-action pass looked great. This year, it, it's, it's, it's not looking too good. And we yep. also started very slow again. Mm. Um, Carson Wentz, you know, he threw for more than 300 yards in the day, but a lot of that production came late in the game with Philadelphia trailing, trying to make something happen. Yep. Uh, big highlight for me, dude, was uh, the Fat Man touchdown. Ball's out, picked up by the Vikings. Joseph, can he win this long foot race? Linval Joseph, no flags, touchdown Minnesota. We love a fat man touchdown. Hey? We do. It's one of the highlights of football. It's sponsored by, but sponsored by BJ Raji. BJ Raji has one of the greatest fat man touchdowns of all time. Do, uh, go on YouTube and check it out. Do uh, yourself a favor. I tell you what, this rivals it, man. Yeah. Joseph's, have you seen it? Did he have the uh, James Harrison oxygen mask in the Super Bowl? <laughs> yeah, he did. He had the oxygen mask straight after. Yeah. It's, it's not a mile high. He had a pair you of... You can't wear that. <laughs> he put a pair of speed dealers on and hit the oxygen mask after running 40 yards. He's like that fat guy does the NBA moves. Yeah, honestly, it is. It honestly is. It was beautiful. His teammates were blocking, blocking all the Eagles' backs and tight ends. But, dude, he created separation. Hey, he can move. He was getting some serious he pace, had some on, pace him. on him. Seriously. But 10. Yeah. It was, uh, it was very impressive. So, look, I mean, tough day for Eagles fans. Yeah. Um, Past past days down all over the league. But uh, yeah. I don't know. The Eagles, hey, Eagles couldn't stop it. Yeah, a, you look uh, at the running, running game. Joe Jai, eight carries, 29 yards, and he's just had a torn ACL, I saw yeah. today. So they're going to find a replacement running back because Wendell Smallwood. Le'Veon he, Bell. Yeah, Le'Veon Bell. He just said he's coming back for week seven against the, for the Steelers. So uh, I think you were looking at interviewing Shady, LaShawn McCoy. Trade for LaShawn McCoy. I think you should trade for LaShawn. Bring him back. It's not a terrible idea. What would you have to give up for him? It's do you coming off. <laughs> I wouldn't mind getting shady back, dude. What, what would that cost? Like a Slim fourth, shady. fourth rounder? Pack fifth rounder? 
I don't know, but I, I think there's there's enough incentive for him not to stay in Buffalo. So if any team really offered him any kind of a contract, he'd be well, more than willing to accommodate. No, nah, but you got to trade for him though. Like oh, you got to trade for him. Well, I, I, look, it's uh, what what are Buffalo going to give up oh, their only offensive uh, weapon? You got Josh out. Uh, <laughs> it's, 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 it's a tough yeah, call, may, but yeah. yeah, Philly got to sort out that running back issue going to New York Thursday night against that stout. Giants D oh. gave up 33 to Carolina this week. They'll make it happen. Hey, the Vikings are back on track. 2-2-1. Two, two it ain't over. And if the Eagles can get a win against the hapless Giants, then you know yeah. their fortunes will be turned around as well. I feel like they can still be garbage till like December. And then Turn it on. rock up. I yeah. hope so. And they'll hey. win the Super Bowl. He's, he's, we we don't know. Get, yeah. Get a, maybe, get a, don't, maybe don't jinx it. Maybe don't jinx you it. You know what? Won't they'll, win the, they'll win the Super Bowl. I think Aaron Rodgers definitely will not tear his ACL. <laughs> Against the Bears in week 17. Khalil Mack um, will we'll have no impact on that game. He'll eat him alive. Moving on to our next Yanana Good. This was the Thursday night game with the Colts at New England. Brady now over 300 yards for the game. 83rd time in his career. Looking for all of it. Unloads to the end zone. Caught by Gordon. Touchdown, Patriots. New England back to their winning ways. Brady went 9 for 9 on his first drive. God damn. And I think when you saw that, you kind of thought, this is going to be another uh, another route. Yeah, he's such a handsome bastard. He is. And uh, he's actually rocking a nice hairdo. He's got that short kind of beard going again, um, modeling it off me. He's got that kind of rugged, but still not too uh, furry Yeah, he must have been beard. on your Instagram account. Um, saw the you stories. Know, and he's got a, a bit of a tan, which I will get in Noosa a couple of weeks' time. So very similar. And... Uh, mm. If I wear a Brady jersey, I may be caught out. Um, Giselle but, uh, may hook up with me on the street. Uh, but, you know, Julian Edelman, that's what, this was the story of the game. Julian Edelman, their offense for me, he redefines their entire passing game. You're right. Stretches the field, gets the def- keeps the defense on us, little short slants throughout the game to him. He looked great. Gronk was catching a few four verticals. Just a few up, go through the middle of the field. Maybe your ACL will get taken out. We'll see what happens. He Roll still the looks dice. Like, he still looks like he's struggling, Gronk. Yeah, I'm not sure. I think he might be... Uh, hey, let me say this with all love and care. I l- absolutely yeah. love Gronk, but maybe one of the more overrated players. Yep. I think there's a lot of hype put around Gronk, and I, uh, maybe it's part of the game plan. They don't yep. want him to get hurt, but it just feels like he's not featured as much as, as you expect for someone who's talked about to yep. the level and to the degree. Like, I'm, I'm wondering, is he top five tight ends in the league at the moment? Uh, I wouldn't have him there. Wow, no. okay. No. Just, in terms of impact, I think they must be saving him for the playoffs. They must be. They gotta be. I have Trey Burton in my top five, um, and we're looking at uh, the the Patriots. Sonny Michelle, yeah. man, is he is he come out of nowhere or what? I mean, I know he this is his first year in football, but uh, he he had a great game. He had ninety eight yards of eighteen carries and a touchdown. So he's a nice little piece in that offense, and they're just using James White perfectly. I think I think that's their really nice one two running game duo. I think they're going to um, use White more. I mean, he, yeah. he, he was outstanding in the Super Bowl against Atlanta, and then I feel like I haven't seen him until this week. Yeah, and he makes that same like play. He'll just, he'll just run out to the flat. Brady will hit him. Brady hits him, gets the he, stats up. White just stops. The defender runs out of bounds, and he just like cuts back in yeah, he just and makes, just dies for a first down. He makes players miss. No, yeah. I, yeah, I think the Patriots are looking really good, man. I, I'd now. be happy if I am uh, living in Boston at the moment. Because you've got to think, who, who have we got to get over? We've got to get over the Chiefs. And yep. they could not stop a nosebleed. Exactly. So. And, I, and I would be surprised if the Patriots lost this Sunday night. That's how, that's how well I think the Patriots are going. And, and Josh Gordon, he caught a catch too. Yeah, Flash. 50 yards. Flash had that nice deep ball. I mean, that's, that double coverage for the Colts didn't put up too much of a fight. But, you know, he had some nice flashes in the fourth quarter. Um, 
the Colts, you know, they're one and four, but I don't reckon they're that bad. I mean, Luck, Luck's still playing pretty well. He threw for 365 and three touchdowns. They didn't have T.Y. Hilton. Eric Ebron is now their number one go-to guy. He's actually a nice tight end. I like, I like Eric Ebron. He had two touchdowns. But, uh, yeah, I think the Colts are not as good at that as the Atlanta Falcons at one and four. They're not the best one and four team, but I don't think they're that bad. They're better I, than I, a lot of two and three teams. Exactly. Better than the Bills. They're like, better yeah. than their record suggests. That's what I was getting to. I, I, I'm, I'm with you, Chaz. And if you're if uh, silver lining for any Colts supporters out there, you got to yeah. think, like, look, we're not going to win the Super Bowl this no. year. We may as well lose a bunch of close games so yeah. the morale's still up and then we yeah. get a great pick. Exactly. Right. And we may be a bit pesky in December and cause an upset, and that's great. Yeah, and um, Andrew Luck gets healthy, yeah. and then he basically hit the reset on his career for next year, and he becomes exactly. MVP. Because exactly. he's looking great. And that's the yeah. level of player he was a couple of years ago before he yeah. got injured. It's good to see him back on the yeah. field. And, you know, happy yeah. days all around for supporters of these two storied that, franchises. That, if, as long as they stay in the AFC South, they will be a relevant story for the next <laughs> six or seven years. Because that uh, AFC South is just straight up garbage. Moving on to our next yeah, na na good lishki bear. Oh mate, it's the Atlanta Falcons. As we were just discussing, they fall to one and four after the Pittsburgh Steelers absolutely spanked them, forty-one seventeen at Heinz Field, home of these Steelers. Uh, ben Roethlisberger reminding everyone that he knows how to sling it with a two hundred and fifty yards, three touchdowns, and a classic Big Ben pick. Matt Ryan couldn't make much happen. The Steelers' defense also keeping Julio Jones to a season-low uh, 62 yards off five That's receptions. amazing. That's at his receiving his season-low 62 yards. I was about to look at the stats and be like, oh, shit, 25? He has 62. Yeah. It's incredible. I mean, uh, uh, Joe Hayden was all over him. Yeah, One of yeah, my yeah. favorite cornerbacks in the he's league. He's my favorite quarterback. He's my favorite quarterback. He's my favorite quarterback. Guys, he's, he's such a legend. Yeah. But I think time is running out for the Falcons, Jazz. Uh, it might just be up. The issue is that their defense is a complete liability. Yeah. Complete liability. Uh, it's ridiculous. They're playing without some of their key starters, Keanu Neal. Uh, Deion Jones, Ricardo Allen. Um, so some of the criticism is is, is unfair because, yep. you know, they're really banged up. But, I mean, no one on that defense is executing. I think um, it's making the Pittsburgh Steelers look pretty damn good on offense. James Conner yeah. had a field day. Finished the game with 110 rushing yards, 75 receiving yards, and two touchdowns. Yeah. Makes you wonder, is Le'Veon Bell even welcome back after Connor puts up a performance like that? You know, you think about the morale of the team, though, Charlie. Yeah. Quite honestly, yeah. you've got a guy who's been here for five weeks who's grinding. Yeah, not every week's been great. He put yeah. up 19 yards one week when they were down early against the Chiefs. Mm. But now he can really make things happen on offense for you, and Le'Veon Bell hasn't been there. You may as well trade him. What are you going to do, split carries between the two of them? Uh, it just seems like Connor's the future. Why not play him this year? I'm a star frother. I still think you bring Le'Veon Bell back. I just don't think the Steelers are in a position right now where they can say, you know what, Le'Veon, you're going to sit out a couple of weeks. I know you want to come back. Connor's starting. I just can't see it happening. I mean, this Steelers, this Steelers team in the AFC North, which we discussed, is, is highly competitive. They need everything they can get. And I think regardless of the, the kind of the locker room morale, you give Le'Veon Bell a shot come back, back to come back in week seven. And, uh, yeah, Connor's been great, no doubt about it. But I just don't think... Uh, I just can't imagine the Steelers saying they're, they're sticking with Connor. I just don't think it makes enough sense. Well, he's definitely their future back. It just, yep. I guess it's a matter of uh, uh, you're definitely not going to have Le'Veon Bell as your feature back for the rest of the year. If yep. he comes back, 
you're going to be splitting the reps with Connor. And that's yeah. kind of what Le'Veon Bell wants, right? Like, he yeah. doesn't want to put too much wear and tear on his banged, body he want to get banged up. before his next big contract, which yeah. the Steelers refuse to give him. Yeah. Although I have heard that they've been offering him some pretty decent deals and he mm-hmm. knocked him back three years, $47 million oh, was before wow. the start of the season. So, not to say that he's not I, getting the offers. I did read that he wants to stay a Steeler. That's kind of why I'm. That's kind of why I'm thinking maybe it's not the best to fill his trade for him because I don't think we could afford the cap hit. Exactly, you got to keep Wentz. He's still pricey. Let's worry about. Let's worry about getting Wentz after he gets out of that rookie contract. He's still Uh, pricey. Moving on to a game which could have easily fallen in the stinkers. We did debate this one heavily with at the (laughs) Chargers. Sorry, who who was that, mate? That was the Raiders, the Oakland Raiders at the Chargers, the multi specialists. They traveled to the uh, to uh, L.A. in an AFC West stink fest. An absolute barn burner, however you want to put it. It actually turned out to be a pretty good game. The Chargers getting up 26-10. to 10. Uh, I think the scoreboard really did flatter the Raiders. They were down 26-3 to 3 with nine minutes left in the fourth quarter. <laughs> making and, things uh, happen in the fourth quarter. Uh, Judd, Judd Gruden was making sure the telephone was connected to the upstairs booth because uh, nothing was getting through on this offensive side of the ball. And uh, <laughs> this team, this Raiders team is an absolute basket case. Uh, you cannot speak enough about how bad this season has gone. You know what's hilarious is I legit thought it was a Raiders home game. <laughs> like, there's that many Raiders fans in the stadium, and it's they such a it. shitty stadium. But, of course, they lacked that classic baseball diamond in the middle of the field. Exactly. So that's how you know it's just not to, the Oakland just, Coliseum. Just to disregard it. They're not even an NFL team. That's ridiculous. It's, it's incredible. Dude, one of the highlight of the game, surely, is uh, John Gruden refusing to give Marshall and Lynch the ball at the one-yard line. It's like Groundhog Day for this guy. Of course... Famously, the Seahawks did not give Marshawn Lynch the ball at the one-yard line, and uh, Russell Wilson throws an interception that cost them a Super Bowl. Okay, Brady's fifth. Well, here's what happened. uh, Here's what happened this week with Derek Carr. My number one goal is that I make sure that I give everything I have to this organization. So uh, there's no pressure. There's no, you know, we'll be on the one-yard line, and I won't give it to Marshawn. I'll throw it. You know, it's not (laughs) none of that stuff. Fake it to Lynch. Carr throws, intercepted in the end zone. Picked off by Melvin Ingram. Wow. Melvin Ingram with the pick. Uh, you can see after the play finishes, Lynch is just screaming into his helmet. <laughs> screaming into his helmet. This poor bastard. Who the hell is this coach? I can't believe it. I can't believe it. I can. I can't believe it. Marshall Lynch had, uh, he had 31 yards off nine carries if... Uh, the couch has ever shown, ever come to fruition, Marshall Lynch's hiatus for a couple of years. It is officially showing. Martavis Bryant, their best receiver with 91 yards. Nice to see Martavis Bryant getting a run <laughs> after getting cut earlier in the season. Now, well, if you're going to get a run, you get a run at the Raiders. Uh, Derek Carr, <laughs> a pretty, pretty standard day, 268 yards, one TD, one pick. Uh, Philip Rivers, efficient as ever, 22 for 27, 339 and two touchdowns. He is just going along beautifully. And... Uh, Keenan Allen had a nice day, 90 yards receiving. He was their top receiver. Chargers are 3-2, and two, and I tell you what, you look at the AFC playoff picture, they are a wild card already. Well, they're definitely a wild card behind these uh, Kansas City Chiefs. You think mm-hmm. about who the Chargers have lost to. It's the Rams and the Chiefs. The exactly. The two best teams in football. So yeah. I think while the Chargers often have been criticized for finding ways to lose, they are winning the games they should win. Yeah, and if they can get out to a cheeky, you know, if, if I'm thinking, I'm thinking they could be four and two, cheeky, seven yeah. and two. They got a few good games coming up. They're a sneaky team. You don't want to play them. You don't want to play them late in the season. 
I think they have enough pieces. I think Melvin Gordon's a big time running back. I think they've got some nice pieces on defense. Is it Eckler? I like this team. Eckler, their other Ek- running back. Eckler. Yeah, he's good. Yep. Mike Williams is coming out to play, number 81, the yep. first round pick from last year. And uh, Keenan oh. Allen pops up every now and again. You go, oh, yeah, right. He's a really good uh, yeah. receiver. Guess who they're playing next who week? Who are they playing next week? The most entertaining team in pro football at Cleveland. Oh, Chargers at Browns. That is huge. That is going to be a must watch. That is a who can shit the bed first bowl. <laughs> and, uh, nah, I'm watching that game. That is I'm huge. getting up at four. If that's not that, shown on seven, mate, I'm going to make a few calls because that <laughs> that is a that is a seriously good football game. I can't wait. That's unbelievable. That's going to be better than Chiefs Patriots. The special teams in that game are going to be <laughs> oh my God. very special oh. indeed. The deflected passes, I can't wait. Um, it's going to be epic. Dude, I think it's time for us to uh, quickly oh, yeah. move on to the stinkers. Yeah. The absolute stinkers. And uh, there are a few this week. Of course, Oakland and LA could have been in here. We decided not to. Allow me to. Allow me to kick it off, Chaz. We thought that Tennessee versus Jacksonville was going to be the biggest stinker of the year. Well, allow me to raise you Tennessee versus the Buffalo Bills at Orchid Park. My goodness, Buffalo uh, getting the win, defending the turf, um, thirteen to twelve on a very late field goal to seal yep. it against Marcus Mariota. Uh, Allen completed ten of nineteen, fifty-two percent, uh, eighty-two yards. Did the young oh rookie quarterback have? But um, I got to say, every time I get excited about the Titans, man, they uh, go and serve up a steaming heap of shit like this. How can you win a football game? When your leading receiver has 23 yards. How does that work? Mate, the Bills make it happen, man. Seriously, how does that actually work? LaShawn McCoy was their leading receiver. He had two receptions for 23 yards. And this is why they will not trade LaShawn McCoy to the Philadelphia Eagles. He's too important to that scheme. He is their leading rusher. He's their leading receiver. I mean, look, if he has a couple of throws, I reckon he could outdo the 82 by Josh Allen. It is... uh, It's quite surprising. Oh, my God. That's the best thing I've ever seen in my life. And the Titans, yeah, I mean... Honestly, you want to believe in them. You want to give them a go. But they just deliver crap You got like the this. new uniforms. You yeah. got the new coach. You're winning games, close games. You're figuring out how to win them. Yeah. Well, this is one of the, this is kind of the reverse, uh, the other side of the sword. Like, they've won all these close games, and they lose yeah. a stinker to the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. Real trap game for them. Yeah. Um, coming off a huge win against Philadelphia. You'd think they should be 4-1 and one right now, really. Absolutely, they should be 4-1. And, and, and you go down to, to Buffalo and absolutely just wet the bed and you against think, a, a, yeah. and the defense was there I mean Josh Allen's completed 10 passes for 82 yards you'd think he'd get the win I, I reckon I could complete 10 passes in a game yeah I, I think so too well Tennessee just give me some slants. Tennessee had 221 yards on offense yeah. themselves it wasn't great um, Mariota wow. under a lot of pressure failed to push the ball downfield yeah it's uh, it, you, you, it's especially you think when the Jags their division rival going to Kansas City you're like, you know what? They're going to lose this week. Let's pencil this one in. Let's make sure we, 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 we capitalize on this. Yep. Get the division lead. If you're going to be a threat, yeah. these are the games that yeah. you've got to win. Nah, and I think lose the Bills. That's why, you know, I didn't want to get too excited even after the Titans beat my team. My yeah. team's not doing too well right yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. Right? Right. I think everyone's bullying the Eagles. Yeah. Look at yep. the Eagles' losses. It's the Vikings. Here we go. The Titans. Uh, moving on to the Bucks. <laughs> yeah, let's... We are doing another sticker. The uh, <laughs> Miami Dolphins facing the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, both teams three and one heading into this game. Looking on the build, looking to build on their early season hot starts. Dude, the Dolphins started this game as well as any away team could. They were up 14 to nothing at the half. Tannehill was looking confident in the pocket. This kid, Grant, for the Dolphins, number 19. He's a nice piece. Kind of their little Tyreek Hill type number. Uh the Dolphins are up 17-3 with about three minutes to go in the third. 
But then Dalton just delivered this absolute dime, essentially getting sacked. Can we start calling him Dalton Dimes? We can call him Dalton Dimes. Yeah, I think Dilfer, Dilfer's on the way out. This is a Dalton I, 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 Dime. I've got, I've got it in my thing here. Trent, he threw a Trent Dilfer. We'll call him a Dalton Dime. And uh, the Dolphins will find them, found themselves down 20 to 17 within the space of about five minutes. How does that happen? Uh, well, only Miami can, <laughs> only Miami could do that. And then Tannehill, as he was getting sacked, tried to launch this pass and uh, just got strip sacked. And the Bengals returned it for, I think they had like three, two or three defensive touchdowns. Wow. And uh, to ice the game, Tannehill also, uh, they also picked Tannehill off. So not the best, greatest 10 minutes of offense for the Dolphins uh, and Tannehill specifically. Uh, and uh, I just cannot take this team seriously no, after such a great start. A well, three and zip. It's like the, the opposite start to mm. what they put up against the Patriots the week before. You know, yeah. you think you're up 14 zip away. Yep. Against a team that you know you're not really sure if the Bengals are elite, you, yeah. you should be able to hold them down. If you're a good team, you get up fourteen zip at the start. You, yep. you reckon you'd be able to hold mm. them down. Unfortunately for them, the Bengals, man, they're, they're a pretty damn good right. team. If you can yep. come back like that at home, yep. really make things happen. I mean, Green had what 112 yards. God, he's good. Yeah, he, he was good. He's so he's so steady. Mixon you know, in the backfield. I love uh, Joe Mixon. Yeah, yeah, doing some good. Yeah. And, uh, of course, Dalton, the red rifle. And uh, they had to... Uh, things happen. They had to Pittsburgh this week. Oh, you're oh, kidding? No, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh coming, to, coming to Cincinnati. Oh, well, so that's going to be a great one. Pencil that in as a win. You go 5-1. Uh, I don't one. know about that. No, no, no. But no. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, I'm just getting ahead of the game. This, game, this game's always... This uh, game's huge. No, yeah, this game's huge. big. It it Steelers, Steelers win this game. They're back in the race. Yeah. Immediately, yeah. all is forgiven. It's crazy how quickly these things flip around. Yeah. Very exciting. Well, maybe we kick on from here. Hey. hey. Oh, hey. Did the Texans win? Uh, the Texans did win. That's interesting. Very exciting. Cowboys-Texans. Uh, this was the battle for relevance <laughs> in Texas. and uh, Battle for first coach fired. I got to say, it did not disappoint. The Cowboys losing 16-19 to in overtime to the Texans in Houston. Both teams now sitting at 2-3. and three. Classic case of playing... Not to lose for mm. Dallas. Um, obviously, this was a big Sunday night football matchup. Mm. Uh, and there was uh, some close calls. Obviously, yeah. leading into the fourth quarter, Garrett, uh, sorry, leading into overtime, Garrett was faced with a big decision. Jason Garrett, coach mm. of the Dallas Cowboys, do you go for it on fourth and one? This was a situation that uh, Houston were in last week as well mm. against uh, Indianapolis. Mm. Uh, we kind of went on Frank Ruck for going for it at fourth and four, but we understood why he wanted to do it. Uh, he was backed up in his own 50, though, yeah. and it was a tough decision. Here, Garrett's got to get one yard with Ezekiel Elliott, one of the premier backs in the league, with an offensive line that's meant to be pretty decent. And he punts. Uh, he punts. He punts, and it's it's a classic. They punt, Texans, once again, take the ball back, kick a field goal, win in overtime. See you later. They're, they're looking pretty comfy, your boys, yeah, Chaz. They so. are looking good. Two wins on the season. Just looking at the uh, first NFL head coach fire this season odds. Oh, uh, yeah? What as of you? 11 hours ago. Jason Garrett is officially in number one position. He is at plus 350 for first coach fight ahead of Tampa Bay Buccaneers head coach Dirk Cutter at 500. Oh, I think Dirk Cutter earned, uh, you know, a couple of good wins with the old Fitzmagic. He's giving, it, he's giving he's, it a fair nudge, but the buy... He's put a bit of space between... The buys really helped him out uh, this week. <laughs> and he, 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 confirm, <laughs> did not lose the buy. <laughs> a few uh, restless nights. Uh, he's, uh, he definitely slid a bit better this week because uh, Bill O'Brien is rounding out the top three at plus 750. So those two coaches giving it a fair old nudge and um, thinking about putting in a little multi 
if we can at some stage. Because throw, throw yeah. it on Garrett. Because if Bill O'Brien lost this game, I think he might have been fired. Yeah. It's, uh, now it's, it's it's on Jason Garrett, and I gotta say the team looked good. The defense is looking good. The receivers are crap. You know who's a yeah. great receiver though is is DeAndre Hopkins. I was about to say Cole My Beasley, God. but that's all right. No, uh, for the for the Houston Texans. Ah, okay. Fake toss. Watson throws. Caught. This is Hopkins into Dallas territory. On his feet. Look at that. A, a whirling dervish to the 27-yard line. Unbelievable. In field goal range. It's a 49-yard catch and run. First of all, Gregory almost gets to Watson. But watch this. This is a contested catch. Now how many? One, two, three. That is unbelievable. Holy crap. Nine receptions, 151 yards. This guy's a one-man wrecking crew. Absolutely. Absolutely. He's, he's making, he's he's making Deshaun Watson look very good. Yeah. Uh, and uh, moving on to my last stinker. And boy, oh boy, was this a stinker. This was pure pure anger because I trusted uh, Case Keenum this week. I really did. I thought, you know what? They lost to Kansas City close, in a close Sunday night football game on their home turf. Yeah. They'll be pissed. Oh, they'll be they'll really be angry. They'll be, they'll be filthy. They will be fuming. And their defense put up a good game against yeah. the best offense in the league yeah. until, you know, until at the end. But So they head to the Jets. The Sam Donald. The informed Jets with Sam Donald. And uh, it just couldn't get the job done. They uh, He was far too good for this Broncos defense. And... Uh, Look, we'll get to the we'll get to the frustration later on in fourth down, but uh, the Broncos were actually down thirty four to ten yeah, at one stage in the fourth quarter, and it just really, for me, punched their ticket out of the playoffs. This performance, because in the AFC West, especially with the Chargers and the Chiefs, I just think that this team just doesn't have enough o- offensive options. I mean, Case Keenum, you look at the stats. I mean, he had he threw it fifty one times. He threw three hundred seventy seven yards and two touchdowns. Um, you know, Demarius Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders getting the job done. But that defense, man, just making Dana look like an all-pro quarterback. Well, I just that, don't get it. I just want to slow down a little bit. He had three touchdowns. Yeah, but I, I didn't watch the game. I only saw on my, ga- uh, on my game pass I mean, yeah. uh, how much the Denver Broncos <laughs> are getting pumped. Um, but Darnold only completed 10 passes out of 22 attempts. And yet, Robbie Anderson... Had 123 yards off three receptions. Yeah. So is there just yeah. one brain fade that went for 76 yards? It's just a, how did they put up 34 they points did, they, off yeah. the back of 10 completions? They didn't do their homework on Robbie Anderson. They they fo- too focused on Terrell Pryor and Jermaine Curse, yeah. and they just said we haven't put the work in on this guy. The big threats. And he had three catches, 123 yards, and two touchdowns. Isaiah Crowell. Let's talk about him. He had 219 rushing yards. This Denver defense straight up stinks. I mean, seriously. So this Why can't Jets they offense, stop anyone on the run? I have no idea. They got like they got Von Miller, they got Chubb, and then they just cannot cannot get a stop. Someone called Malik Jackson, get him back yeah. from the uh, Jacksonville. Yeah, Jacksonville. He's a, he's a Jacksonville. Uh, but Denver, yeah, that's yeah, this this case. Keenum, Kirk Cousins. I don't know how you how you want to look at it, but I don't think you're happy on either side of the either side of the trade to be honest, because both of these teams. Are, Wait, what trade? Uh, the, uh, they just signed. They signed. Oh, they, they, well, they, they, who got the better quarterback out of free oh, agency? Right, right, yeah, right. I'm saying. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you look at it. I think it's pretty even keel because yeah, the Vikings aren't exactly pairing when we all thought they would be an NFC favorite, and you know Denver's around the mark as well. Yeah, his thing. Like, I mean, Keenum 
hasn't been playing great, but it's not like he hasn't been putting up yards either. It's, it, 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 it's a weird team. I can't figure them out. They're nowhere near that defense they had a few years ago when they won a Super mm. Bowl. I don't think they're much of a threat at this stage. No. With the Chargers playing the way they are, the Chiefs absolutely killing it. I mean, the the Broncos are battling it out with John Gruden and the Raiders for the, the last spot in the NFC West at this stage. Gosh. I mean, if you can't knock off, you can't even compete with the New York G- Jets, uh, you're in serious trouble. Chaz, let's hit the last game of the Stinkers. Last game Was this of televised? the week. Uh, I believe only in local areas. Right. I do not think it came over it's, to Australia. Spanish. Even, yeah. <laughs> It was the Arizona Cardinals uh, visiting the San Francisco 49ers. It might have been the other way around. I, I, yeah. I think it was, uh, no, it was, it was Arizona, yeah, Arizona at Seattle at uh, San Fran. Yeah, very good. The, the facts are coming across strong here. Cardinals forced five turnovers in all, including God. two interceptions of CJ Um and a fumble uh, that re- was returned for 23 yards and a touchdown. I think the Cardinals' defense is pretty good. You look at the games that they've lost. Mm. It's always been like, generally speaking, well, well, well defended. Yep. Under twenty points, they still lose the games, but they yeah. keep them under twenty points. You think about the Seahawks, the Bears, now the Forty ers Yeah, yep. they lost to the Rams by thirty-four, but I think everyone's going to lose to the Rams by thirty-four at one point in the year. Yep. I got to say, um, impressive win for the uh, for the Cardinals. Impressive win, very impressive win. A few of their interceptions. Looking at their those guys, Trey Boston and and Ben 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 Wicker. Um, another <laughs> another great uh, a corner. Uh, Patrick Peterson. Um, look at this stat line. It says TA. What does that mean? TA. Takeaway? Takeaway. No, because TA. No, I don't think it is. Because TA would be um, tackles. Tackles allowed? Tackles allowed? No. Tackles attempts? Tackle attempts. Tackle attempts. Maybe. Doesn't make any sense. Good stuff. Uh, yeah, great. Glad you brought that <laughs> to the table. Good yeah, in the lab. Um, but, hey, yeah. Josh Rosen uh, only completed 40% of his passes. Didn't matter. Uh, 10 for 25. Wow. Yeah. 170 yards, but he got the TD. Um, yeah. Really. Uh, and Larry Fitz. You got you to give credit to him. This, this team's one and four. He's still plugging away. What, what, a, what a champion. You know? An absolute champion. Yeah. A, a symbol, an idol yes. for team loyalty. Yes. I mean, In the I, world that we live in. The only person I feel worse for than Arizona Cardinal fans having to sit through every one of these games is Larry Fitzgerald, Larry Fitzgerald yep. who has to play in every one of these games, despite yep. the fact that he is a sure ballot, first round Hall of Famer. Sure. First ballot? Sure. Sure ballot. Sure ballot. Sure ballot at first Hall of Famer. Ah, oh, it's been a long day on the yeah, mic. He, he, <laughs> Give us but, yeah, Fitzy changes quarterback more, more often than he changes jocks. So, yeah, very good. So that's a great, that's a great finish. A great gag to Elastica. Uh, <laughs> uh, so very good. Chaz, third mm. down. Yeah. Let's hit it. Let's hit it. We're going to talk three categories. We're at week five. We sort of understand the teams a bit better now. Yep. We're at five weeks of data to analyze. I want to go through the overachievers, the disappointments, and the teams, players, and coaches that are sort of just where we expected them to be. They're just right. Yep. Chaz, the overachievers at this point. Number one, Patrick Mahomes and Kansas City. Can we just say? Yeah. We can say we can say they're overachiever. Five and zip. Uh, obviously, everyone thought Mahomes was the guy, that, you know, the successor to Alex Smith when he was traded to the Redskins. This is Mahomes' team. 
But for them to come out and do what they've done to the league at five and zip is is an incredible feat. And I certainly think they've overachieved. I don't think they've overachieved to a massive extent. I've always yeah, thought they would be good. I'm almost wondering, is overachieving the wrong word? But it's like, almost implying that we expect them to be bad. Yeah, I, I think just most impressive is yeah. perhaps a better title. Yeah. Most yeah. impressive, I think, is fair for the Mahomes and the Chiefs, I think. They're finding ways to win, and it's not just with Mahomes, as they proved this week. They can yep. do it on the ground. Yep. He didn't throw any TDs. They still yep. got the W over one of the better defenses in the league. Absolutely. Putting Jalen Ramsey on notice, which we love. Zachy boy, the Bears D. Number two on the overachievers slash impressive units. Probably the most impressive unit in football. Yep. And it obviously comes off the back of this Khalil Mack trade, which we talked about in week one. It's huge. What Defined he's done by one man. Unbelievable. And yep. he is one of the first defensive players to genuinely be chasing down an MVP mm. since Lawrence Taylor. Now, J.J. Watt put up some pretty unbelievable seasons over the past five years. But I yep. think, I mean, if Khalil Mack can keep up this historic pace, why couldn't he be the MVP? It's the most impressive unit in the league. He's the one leading it. He's made everyone around him better. And I would be afraid to go up against the Bears Absolutely. defense. Absolutely. Uh, their offense doesn't scare me one yep. bit, despite the fact that Mitch Trubisky loves throwing up Through six touchdowns against the, uh, the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers. But, uh, uh, and, the, and, and, and the Bears, they, uh, they're at Miami this week. So that'll be interesting to see how, how that Dolphins offensive line can contain. I think they'll kill the Mac attack. But watch out for Frank Gore. Yeah, He's Frank still going to put up numbers. Frank Gore looks good. When, he, when Tannehill fakes him the ball, he, the defense... They're suspect. Oh, I, I believe he served in the Royal Australian Frank. Air Force with my great-grandfather, Frank he did. Gore. He did, Frankie boy. Uh, they call him the pensioner, and uh, <laughs> he is a force to be reckoned with. Formerly the punisher. The uh, pensioner. Uh, the pensioner. Uh, the pensioner. Uh, very good. Uh, our third overachiever, the Cincinnati Bengals. I think this is definitely more applicable to the overachiever category. Uh, the Bengals now 4-1. and one. It's funny. I feel like they're the opposite of the Atlanta Falcons. They've like The Atlanta Falcons should be 4-1. and one. But they're yeah. one and four. Yeah. And I feel like the Bengals, going into the season, if you told me that they were one and four, I would have been like, oh, yeah. yeah. That's about right. Mm. They're four and one, and they're mm. looking bloody great. Huge mm. comeback win this week. Yep. If I'm a Bengals fan, I'm excited. I'm right. excited they're, as well. They're what? They're top, top four team, top three team in the AFC at the yeah. moment. You've got to have them there with the Chiefs and the Pats. Not quite in that, in that, in that realm, but I think the Bengals are certainly a team to be reckoned with. And despite all of that success, I still don't trust them. Oh, yeah? I still think they're one of those teams, like we say with the Chiefs, the hot starts, and then Dalton just implodes. I don't know what it is about them, but unless I see unless I see them to get like an 8-4, eight 8-5 eight territory, then I'll really be like, okay, the Bengals are one to watch out for. Yeah, they but I think will it's be... still too early in the season to be like, okay, these guys are right up there with the Chiefs and Pats. I think they win their, I think win they win their, their division. division. Yeah. Uh, probably lose a wild card to the Chargers, I'd that, say. That, I can see the Chargers see going that? there. Yep. Yeah, you can see a bit of that. I can see that absolutely happy. Like, the Chargers winning like 37 to 24 and Dalton just stinking it up. And Marvin Lewis once again failing to re- win. Marvin Lewis getting an extension. I, like, <laughs> le- le- legit, it's what will happen. 15 years, no playoff wins, yeah. but he's, he's doing a good job this year. Uh, yeah. Marvin Lewis, the coach, of course, of the Cincinnati Bengals, Bengals. as Charlie uh, likes to well, incorrectly pronounce uh, Consistently. Yes, yes, we do. Well, as we said, uh, Skipper, you're almost uh, the opposite of the Bengals. Going into the disappointments, uh, who, who, who has underperformed and uh, not quite mat- matched, uh, Matt or matched, I'm going for matched expectations. <laughs> uh, we're starting off with the Atlanta Falcons. The Atlanta Falcons. Falcons. 
Yeah, they are not coming home with the Chockeys nah. anytime soon. Um, I can't even remember when their last... Who'd they beat? They beat... Um, they beat the... Uh, not, uh, is it the Panthers? They beat the Panthers. They did. They beat the Panthers at home. See, that's why I'm like, they're a good team, because the Panthers are a great team. Yeah, the Panthers always stink it up when they go to Atlanta. I don't know what it is. They always play mm-hmm. crap. They yeah. could be like nine and zip. Just cannot travel Atlanta. into Cannot travel into Georgia. Yeah. Something and now, about that town. And now the Falcons host uh, host Jameis, Jameis Winston. So you can, pretty much, you can pretty much have him at one and five. Oh, come on I now. Think. Jameis, he's not, he's not doing any damage. Although, I'd say what, who will? Mike, uh, big Mike Evans against that, oh, yeah. against that Atlanta defense. Watch out. That will be OJ uh, Howard. OJ Howard. Hey, speaking of tough defenses, let's talk about mm. the Denver Broncos and their defense. Their offense has been doing okay. Case Keenum is yeah. not a world beater. He's, he's a great backup quarterback. He's an yeah. average serviceable starter. But their defense, Charlie. A, yeah. I but, mean, yeah, before we get into defense, Keenum just looks like he's just a virgin, that quarterback. <laughs> he's, you know, the quarterbacks that have the neck like really high up the helmet, like Kirk Cousins does when he's like throwing, he's like, eh. <laughs> Like, he's just like, I could not follow. I could not go behind him in the tunnel. I it could is, not hear a speech from Case Keenum and be like, I'm jacked. I cannot wait to play today. I hate to say that there's a look for quarterbacks, but there kind of is. Yeah, you want to have and, the tall, broad-shouldered yeah. dude who you'd follow into the trenches no yeah. matter what. Even if he's a shit thrower of the football, as yeah. long as he's got the look, I'm yeah. believing it him. It's Carson Wentz. It's, it's exactly the model quarterback for me. Six foot five. As a player. He's a yeah, beast. He's well built. He knows his stuff. You believe every word he says. Yeah, exactly. He's got, he can, I wouldn't he's got mind, the play to back it up. Lo- let's, over the week, let's listen to some Case Keenan pump-up speeches, see if he can change our mind, but you've got him penciled in as a There'll virgin. There'll be a lot of voice breaks. I'm penciled in should, my virgin category. We should he's do sponsoring a virgins. Top five, top five virgin quarterbacks of the NFL next week. Yeah, the virgin mobile. In, including, uh, including backups. Yeah, including backups. Um, too many sponsors there, but he's right up there in the virgin category. Kirk Cousins, it will accompany him quite soon. <laughs> Uh, no, I'm not giving Kirk. I'm not giving Captain Kirk a go. Uh, and uh, okay, moving on back to the Broncos. Dare call it the express lane. Nothing's stopping it. Uh, not everything's going through. And uh, yet again, proving this week against the Jets that they, uh, for the players they have on that roster, just have not found a way to make it work. Giving up 34 points to the Jets. I don't know what it is. They've obviously lost a few key pieces in the secondary with a key to leave going to the Rams. Uh, I think Chris Harris is still there. Yeah, I think he's um, Courtney Roby, I think he's there remember as well. Used, remember a couple of years ago they were called the No Fly Zone. Yeah, yeah, that. Uh, That's when they had. Uh, it's not flying anymore. Exactly, they had that guy, uh, forty-three. Yeah. Pesky. Ward. Let's call, let's call Ward, the DJ Ward. Tullamarine. Tullamarine. Yeah, everyone's Tull- flying through. Exactly right. Hundred percent. That's that's beautiful. Uh, and that that was another 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 big disappointment for the uh, for our disappointment category. Moving on nice. to our final uh, disappointment. Of the disappointment category. <laughs> Joe, I can't believe you gave up on your radio career. It's unbelievable, mate. The kickers, just kickers around the NFL generally. <laughs> hey, Ga- Graham Gano could not put one through at Hooters. I tell you what. Ah, that's very good. Just very. Good. <laughs> that's not bad. Um, I was going to say could find a root in a forest, but he can't. Oh, really. that's, that's that doesn't apply. That doesn't apply as well, but still, yeah. Because they can't have sex. Yeah. No, but they seriously, they, they cannot get it through for whatever reason. Some of the worst kicking we've ever seen. Maybe the best documented worst kicking 
in history of the yeah. NFL. I wonder if it's like this every year and no one gets up in arms like they have in the past. I just think there's been so many games decided by missed field goals. Yeah, including Mason Crosby this week for yeah. the Green Bay Packers. Again, yeah. Charlie, remember you lost to the Detroit Lions? Yeah, I did not remember that. that um, but at least my loss. team has a better record or e- an equal record with the Cleveland Browns. Um, thinking, Somebody to be very proud thinking, of. Yeah, exactly. Um, moving on to the just right category. Uh, what a serial it is and what a category it is. Uh, this week, number one in the just right category, we have the LA Rams. Skipper. A lot of a lot of a lot of people had the Rams penciled in as the best team in the league before the season, mm-hmm. and a lot of people said that this is the team that's going to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah. So even though they're five and zero and they're doing really well, they're just right. This yep. is exactly what we expected from a team that stockpiled talent, brought in all these free agents, made trades. And are looking elite. They've got yep. the best coach in the game at the moment. Their quarterback is playing lights out. Their defense is looking really good. No reason for this team to be anywhere other than 5-0. and And just good on them for firing on all cylinders. Great. Yeah, great summary, Zach. Couldn't have put it better myself. I had the Rams. You know, obviously looking at this team on paper in the preseason, yeah, they're a great team. But can Jared Goff lead this team? Young quarterback. You know, a lot of pieces around him. But can you put it all together? That's the tough thing. And he has delivered in spades, Jared mm. Goff. He's been fantastic. An MVP, MVP candidate. An Oi. MVP candidate, an MVP front runner. Um, I would say just alongside with Mahomes, I have I have Jared Goff at number one for MVP yeah, well, thus Mahomes far in the season. Mahomes had a bit of a dodgy game this week. Yeah, so he wasn't given, that flash. I think uh, given old Jared the yeah. bit of the heads up. But hey, bit of that one. And uh, I think the Rams. I think that, that that's perfect for a number one in our just right. Moving on to number two in the just right, we have Shake and Bake, Baker Mayfield. Shake and Bake, baby! Uh, I think that's perfect. I think the record doesn't do Baker Mayfield justice, just how good he's been. Obviously, he didn't play the first two weeks, I think. I think he came in for week three in that win against the Jets. Uh, I think he's doing everything he needs to do. He's two and one in games played. Yeah. And he was the first overall pick in the draft. And this year, the Cleveland Browns, were in the position to pick a quarterback but was going to turn around their franchise. And mm. the reason he's just right is because that's exactly what he's doing. Yep. He's making sure that the Cleveland Browns front offers do not regret another first-round quarterback like mm-hmm. they have in the past. Johnny Menzel, Brandon Whedon come to mind. There's a plethora of others that we could list off. He's doing a great job. He is energizing that franchise. I mean, we're on the wagon. Charlie, you're really I'm on loving the wagon. Him. You're loving him. I'm loving him. I think he's in my uh, top three QBs to watch. Uh, this year, I'm just loving everything about it. I love the way he commands the offense. I love the swagger. Um, he makes a lot of nice throws. I think his arm's really underrated. Yes, he can make plays in the running, in the um, obviously on his feet, but he makes some really nice throws as well in a pretty you know, stock standard supporting cast. Here's what I want to ask about Baker Mayfield. Yep. What differentiates him with Case Keenum? Because I would say they have similar builds. We were oh. just talking about how important it is to be able to look at your quarterback and want to have sex with him, apparently. Yeah. I think, you know, he's got to be six foot five. He's got to look good. Look, Baker kind of, I mean, I've got to say, I'm kind of similar to Baker Mayfield in terms of no, height, no, ability. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Sex appeal. I think, I think Case Keenum has, as I said, the neck the neck into the helmet <laughs> type. Baker Mayfield so doesn't think, have that. you think that Case Keenum's pads are too high? Yeah, basically. too high. He looks like a kid. He's, 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 he's put on pads for Christmas. Like, yeah, he doesn't right. look like a guy who's wearing that uniform. You know what I mean? Baker mm. Mayfield, he's got, the, he's got the tight pants. He looks slick. As opposed to everyone good. else He looks in good in that brown. I don't know pants. what it is, but he's got the beard. He's just got a bit, he's got a bit of swagger about him. You know, you seen that shirtless on. photo of Baker Mayfield? In, in yeah, front I don't of care. The... He still rocks it. He still owns it. He, he wears doesn't have he- a great rig. He's got the headband. Like, that's a, 
That, that was ballsy to do that photo. You can search it up. Baker Mayfield is standing in front of like a Rolls Royce or some oh, yeah, wanky one. car. With a tiger. Yeah, with a tiger. Yeah. And he's showing off his rig and it looks like just fairly ordinary. Yeah. 100% respect that. But yeah. Love it. Okay. He's exactly. had a few beers in college. Yeah. God love him. Yeah. Hey, mate, number three oh, on the Just Right, of course, is Jason Garrett. Um, he is Come on done, now. He's done absolutely everything he can to... Hold the Cowboys back from contention. And he's yep. done a great job of that. Uh, two and three at the moment. We didn't expect much from this Cowboys offense this year. Yeah. And we're not getting much, Chaz. This yeah. is just right. Yeah, it's just about perfect, to be honest, to see Dallas in this position. Uh, I watched, obviously, the documentary last year, All or Nothing, on the Cowboys. And he literally does nothing. He uh, He's a game manager, and that's pretty much all he does. Uh, there's a defense coordinator who kind of does a job, Rod Marinelli. I, I don't know why he's still there. Uh, the offensive coordinator, I couldn't tell you. Wouldn't know if he popped up in the cereal. Um, and Jason Garrett, he just he just patrols the field. He patrols the boundary line, talks to, his mum, talks to the umps a bit, says give it to Dak. Dak's gone. Give it to Dak? Yeah, give it to Dak. I feel give like, it to Dak? No, nah, give it to uh, Dez. Give it to Dez. Give it to Dez. <laughs> he, he spits his gum, he claps a bit, and he... I, I, I just don't, I can't understand how he hasn't been exposed for, for everything he is. Well, I think he is now. I think everyone's talking about him. And he yeah. is the odds on favorite to get fired, yeah. as he said. We may chuck a cheeky. I think he's still under the radar. Cheeky uh, <laughs> multi on that. Uh, speaking, oh, that of, on. speaking of, I think it's time uh, for a punt. <laughs> Chaz on the fourth down, uh, we punt. Um, we do. Pretty simple concept. I went, Not well. I went very conservative on my multi last week, Chaz. Very conservative. Yee. I uh, looked into the Atlanta Falcons. Going up against the Pittsburgh Steelers, you knew Atlanta needed a win. Pittsburgh weren't looking great. Mm. Atlanta were minus three. But I said, sorry, they were plus three. Yep. But I said, no, I think that the Pittsburgh Steelers could win by more. So I actually went to an alternative line and found Atlanta dog. plus ten. Wow. For $1.20. Where'd you find that? Alternative lines. Oh. And I was like, well, surely if Atlanta's going to lose, it's not going to be my yeah. more than 10. Yeah. And I uh, got burned first uh, thing. Fell. Oh. See, this is my theory. If you get the first one. Whereas if I. You're usually on. If you <laughs> you get, yeah, you're if on you, like Donkey Kong. If you get one. one here's, a, here's the theory. Yeah. Go opposite. Yeah. Pittsburgh plus 10 would have been paying like $4.50. Yep. Laughing. Exactly. Yeah, that's the, uh, that's the killer. I always what, find the first two uh, games. I think we're not taking into account the home field advantage enough. Yeah, probably. I think a that's, lot of yeah. a lot of the times I've been burned again. Broncos. Yeah. Up against New York, thought I'll give them one. Yeah. I'll give them one. Home field's huge. Cop the loss. Home field's huge. Cannot man. travel. Yeah, it's Hate huge. The NFL. The flight. So yeah, okay. So, so, you, so you butchered the first leg. Butchered <laughs> the first leg. It was. It Did was you get a, any respect uh, after that? Uh yeah. I uh, tipped the Arizona Cardinals. I was happy with what that. What were they? One. Minus, they're, oh, yeah, at San Fran. Off the top of my head, um, I think they were plus, I think they were plus like one and a half or something. Yeah, I know. And uh, <laughs> I just can't remember who else I tipped because um, I don't have it in front of me. Let me just quickly. Oh, I had LA on the money line. Yep. And they fortunately snuck up and uh, got a win. Wait, they were at minus seven though. No, no, but I tipped him at the money line. Oh, right. So okay. they just had him at like a dollar twenty just to win. Because right. I knew that. Uh, you know, Seattle put Seattle, up a fair fight. Yeah. And then I took um, I took KC plus you know five and a half. I think minus, right. minus, minus five, five and, and, half. and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Against the Jags. So you actually had yeah. What you have four legs? You had two out of four. Yeah, 
Yeah, not bad. Yeah, it's an unreal week. Yeah, pretty good week yeah. for us. Yeah. yeah. Very That's strong. good. I had uh, I was keen to continue my form for the past three weeks at one, with one uh, one win from five, and I did not disappoint. I had um, I had the Titans at plus three and a half at Buffalo, thinking, um, you know, the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> How are, are they going to score a, points? A barn burning franchise, uh, an absolute joke. See, and, if someone uh, told you that Josh Allen was going to have under 100 yards, you would have thought yeah, that Tennessee would have covered the spread. Minus three and a half should get me home. So they didn't get the job done. They lost to the Bills uh, by a point. So I lost <laughs> that. And then uh, what else do I have? I had, oh, yeah, the Denver Broncos. Uh, I had them at plus one. I was like, well, plus one, I said to you last week, it's the best line ever at the Jets. Like, that's, <laughs> like, like the Jets are a joke. Oh, that's a gimme. That's a gimme. Uh, Case Keenum going to town. And, yeah, the Denver D be pissed after last week. Losing to Kansas City, they lost by eighteen. Uh, so that was that leg, and then I had uh, I had the Rams at minus seven over Seattle. They couldn't get that uh, that seven point spread, so I lost that one. And then spread. I had uh, I had Baltimore at minus three at Cleveland, and uh, <laughs> well, I don't know what you're doing believing in Baltimore. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing either. I thought that was a safe bet at Cleveland, to be honest. A minus three spread. These Browns, but I did not. I did not go down without without back. a leg. I had the Bengals at minus six and a half, and they they got it done. Oh, they, they, were, <laughs> they were they were down seventeen and three, and I was like, if I go zip five, I swear to God, <laughs> thank I'm, God I'm the Bengals. I'm taking next week off if I go zip five. Thank God the Bengals turned it around. They did. Well, um, let's ignore what went wrong last week and turn our gaze to week six, Chaz. The Andrew gaze. There's a plethora of options for the us. Adam gaze. Uh, starting with the Eagles visiting the New York Giants. Giants plus three. Jesus. And i got to say, Thursday Night Football, tough to go on the road. Are the Giants... I don't like this at all. You Plus three, I don't like that at all. You you, you don't want to get three points for the Giants? I'm, I'm thinking about having an emotional bet. Was it Giants plus three? Giants plus yeah, three. Yeah, okay, yep, 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 yep. Um, no, I don't touch that. Mm, okay, uh, Vikings minus ten and a half against the Arizona Cardinals. Oh, that's in Minnesota. <laughs> That is it's in, Minnesota. Be Minnesota. Yeah, That's okay. in Minnesota. Yeah, okay. They're at home. Yeah. Uh, defending the turf against Josh Rosen, who completed 40% of his passes yeah. last Minus week. Minus 10 and a half. Adam Thielen's having a, a day out. That's a healthy line. I think that's a, that, that's that's a, a chunky line. That, that's a two-touchdown game. Now, a lot Easily. of people got burned by the last Minnesota Vikings yeah. big line where they were favorites by 17 and a half against the Buffalo Bills. Ended up yeah. losing by more than 17 and a half. 34-point yeah. turnaround for that. Yep. Are you interested, Gee, that, I Am I interested for my lock or am I interested for my multi? Are you interested for your multi? Uh, interested for the multi? Yeah, I'll put that in the Feel multi. Feel free to I jump. Put, I put that in the multi. Feel free to jump in on a lock whenever you like. Yeah, I've got a, I've already got my lock uh, penciled in right here. What actually. are you thinking about your lock? Uh, I'm thinking about my lock, looking at the... It's a done deal? Uh, it's a done deal. I've got, uh, yeah, I'll take my, my Green Bay Packers hosting the Niners Monday Night Football. Oh. I think... Uh, I'd love to know the line on that because that's definitely going in the multi, but that's minus, that, that's my lock for the minus week. Minus nine and a half for the home oh, Green Bay Packers against CJ. So that's, uh, that's one and five, locked away. <laughs> Feeling pretty comfy. Yeah. Hey, uh, the Chiefs are getting three and a half against the Patriots. Jeez. Patriots, yeah, of course, at home. Yeah, okay. I think... Uh, I've got Patriots minus three and a half here. Is that is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, 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 yeah. The Chiefs are getting three and a half. Points. Yeah, okay, okay. Um, Tempting. I definitely think it's a high scoring game. Three and a half. You know, they end the Patriots end up winning 38 35. You still get the W. You still get the W. Um, look, no, I don't touch that. I don't touch it. Now, what we should think about 
whatever we decide our multis to be, is could we do the opposite and still feel comfortable? I think we do that this week. That, I'm, I've got a feeling too. Genuinely. I, really, I want to... I wanna, uh, like Ravens, Titans, whatever you <laughs> think, just go the opposite. Yeah, I wouldn't bet on that though. I got no idea with the Ravens, Titans. I, I dare you to bet on the LA Chargers versus the Cleveland Browns. I dare you. What? Are, well, the charges are minus. Charges are minus one. That's a fucking lot. <laughs> I wonder if they accounted for the missed field goals. Where do I sign? Where do I sign? Skip it. Minus that. Like we're just giving away our oh. money. It's oh, Seahawks ridiculous. minus two versus the Raiders in London. Yes, boys. <laughs> oh, don't tell me it's in London. Hundred percent. I'm taking that. Oh my god! Look at all this. This is a kid at Christmas. You've got Bears minus two at Dolphins. Oh, Come on. You take deal. that. You take that. You take can Bears. They, can they travel to Florida, though, yeah. Chaz? Can, can Mitch Trubisky oh, travel? I dare you to put Colts at Jets in your multi. What do we got there? Jets at minus two and a half. Give me a taste. Yeah. Uh, I'm licking my lips. <laughs> you got to put that in. If oh, I'm putting Chargers Browns in, I'm, you got to put you got to put Jets Colts. I'm doubling down. What's the over-under on it? I'm, I'm going, <laughs> if it's over 50, go for it. Oh god, this is this is brutal. I actually can't pick a lock this week. I, honestly, there are none. There are genuinely none. Steelers at Bengals minus three. Bengals minus three. That, that you cannot pick that in, in Cincinnati. Falcons maybe, host. Oh, Falcons hosting the Bucks minus three and a half. You take that. Falcons, Falcons host the Bucks. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I'm tempted, but I'm gonna take uh, for the Rams going to the Broncos. I've got a feeling the Broncos minus might six and a half. Back. No way. Jags minus two at Cowboys. Give me the Jags. Oh, Give me the Jags. Jags. I'm locking up the Jags. The Jags. The Jags. Blake Bortles has a field day against mm. uh, the, the Dallas D, who have been playing pretty well. But uh, I just... Jeff Heath. I'm just saying. Hey, That's he, all I'm going to say. Jeff Heath. He makes things happen. No, Sean. Lee. Jalen um, Smith, good play. Look, there are a lot of... Uh, these multis are getting harder. And the problem is we've only won. We haven't won one. So <laughs> we really should have... <laughs> Tried to lock in and win early. We're all this, excited this, for the week that this, we get up. <laughs> I'm now thinking, like, where do I win a leg? Let alone multi. Like, I think I'm going to stick to the five. Should I we think... just bet money lines? Maybe we do. Even then, we've, we been, we've been losing. Yeah, we still lose that. I think uh, I'm going to go five legs, and I'll, I'll go Chargers Browns. If you go, if you go Colts Jets, I'll go Chargers Browns. Hundred percent. Right, You're on, mate. I've got a good yep. feeling about this week. Yep. Guys, I reckon that just about wraps us up for. Week five, uh, Charlie, always a pleasure, mate. Always um, pleasure. We keep meaning to make this podcast a little bit shorter, but God, we get on a roll sometimes. Such a, but just too keen. Oh, God, we got two case keen. Yeah, two case keen. Exactly right. Until and, next uh, week, guys. Yeah. Hey, mate, again, thanks for all the reviews. Always appreciate them. Yeah, you're a bunch of bloody weapons. Yeah. And uh, any questions you have, uh, shoot them through to the mailbag. Yeah. Uh, on Instagram, we have 14 following, 13 followers. Yeah. It is big time, but the inbox is That's Kingy's mailbag off. at hotmail.com. Kingy's mailbag at hotmail.com. It's actually, um, um, I actually first down under at gmail.com, yeah, but yeah, Kingy's mailbag at gmail. <laughs> I actually had to del- delete some uh, sent items to clear the inbox, but uh, keep sending them through. Loving the, loving the fanfare. Yep. Always appreciate it. Hey, guys, we'll see you next week. Take care.